Welcome back to another Marketing Closing live stream. Okay, folks, look, I don't want to sound like Mr. Grouchy Grouch here, but this is insane. Uh, like, you know, we, we've been planning and talking about this end of the year stock market rally, but some of the things that we're seeing in the stock market right now are insane. It is a lot, a lot of pure euphoria and, uh, and FOMO and, and SOMO, uh, that this is not, this is not a healthy kind of run up anymore. It's, it's becoming less and less healthy as the day goes on. Uh, want to remind everyone one one of the things that we regularly learn in stocks and psychology of money which is the last thing most people learn you're going to hear it for free in just a second when it comes to stocks is when stocks go up they get riskier they have further to fall this is why you say what goes up must come down you create uh, you you have the higher you go the more kinetic energy, or I'm sorry, the more potential energy you build up to fall. It's literally like what you learn in, in middle school science class, right? You go up the roller coaster, the higher you go on the roller coaster, the greater your potential energy is for a fall because the potential energy is the distance between where you're at zero energy, presumably the floor and the top of the roller coaster, right? And then as soon as you hit that sort of crest and you start falling, then that's your kinetic energy that's bringing you down. Uh, and so your risk, uh, is much much higher uh, investing in in some of these companies at some of these valuations and don't get me wrong like i love etsy but three freaking hundred dollars basically dude come on man we were just buying this for 150 and, and this isn't like some some small like altcoin you know that that just that just doubles in in a month this is etsy <laughs> okay uh like i, I don't know it's it's great. It, it gives you like the feel goods and, and it makes it, it feel great because anything you touch, it's so much easier to turn it to gold. Uh, but boy, oh boy, uh, it, it's kind of um, turning into a little bit of one of those markets where you're like, oh, okay. Well, the more this goes on, the more of a dip I better be prepared for. So, uh, you know, while I have not started going to uh, cash, uh, there, there is part of me that, uh, every day gets more and more motivated to potentially, uh, basically go to cash and <laughs> not completely. Right. Uh, I mean, I'd be talking about, you know, maybe, uh, a little bit like new money that you're getting paid right now. You get paid on Friday, let's say, you know, three days, four days. Would I be super anxious about jumping into the market right now for fear of missing out? God, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, would, would I, you know, and it's, it's always this way too. It's like, it's like, everybody's always like, Kevin, Kevin, what should I buy right now? If you have money to buy right now. And, and I didn't care if it went down a little bit. People always say that, like, they're like, well, I don't care if it goes down a little bit. What would you buy right now? And it's like, you're going to care because you're going to be the person panic selling when it all falls. And then you're going to be the person in the comments going, don't catch a falling knife. If <laughs> somebody else is buying the dip, all stock prices are going down. Uh, so is, does, is, is there any sense at all for Lucid going up 22% when they refuse to tell us how many cars they delivered this year so far? No, of course not. You know what it is? You know what's happened? Is the momentum that has been placed on Tesla in the last few weeks has now, in my opinion, been bestowed and transferred to Lucid 
and Rivian. People are trading Lucid and Rivian uh, where they were previously Tesla traders, but it's become much riskier to trade Tesla because Elon Musk is a loose cannon and I love him as a loose cannon, don't get me wrong, but Elon Musk is a loose cannon and you have much more risk trading Tesla right now because at any moment Elon is whoop, 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 and the stock you know drops 4%. Uh, that's risky. So you're better off if you're a trader being in something like that's clearly got pure momentum right now, which is Rivian 175. I mean, this is dumb. This is like completely moronic. The valuation makes zero sense at all. And people try to compare Rivian's valuation or Lucid's valuation to Tesla. And it's even more moronic because you're comparing a company with no proven demand or virtually no proven demand to a company like Tesla with proven demand and proven manufacturing. The other companies have neither of those things, nor do they have uh, self-driving, a charging network, uh, over-the-air update system that works, a service network that works. It's nutty. This does not make sense. It does not make sense at all. Uh, you know, Canoe, 23%, the company that's basically ready to go bankrupt. And, and all they do is, hey, guys, we think we might be able to get our first cars out in 2022 instead of 2023. They make that announcement right in the middle of a euphoric EV cycle. Company-wise, freaking brilliant. When Rivian decided to go public, brilliant. Absolutely freaking brilliant. Rivian was timed. Uh, the canoe announcement, these things are timed. Uh, these, you know, probably less for, for Lucid. I think some of their things are, this is, this would have, the things that are happening now would have happened now, uh, but not necessarily in association with the stock price. But anyway, some of these, these, um, these things are great, but, uh, there are, uh, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of things that make me question how much, uh, of this sideline money people have is just all of a sudden flowing into stocks because they're going up. It's like, oh, well, because stocks are going up, I'm going to buy stock. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a terrible idea. Uh, now, I'm also not a big fan of uh, going in and like trying to short the market. This is the kind of time where I like to just sit and I watch when I could take some profits on some things that I don't really like. I do it, uh, especially sold puts, uh, option contracts. I like to take profits on those um other uh you know other other sort of preparatory moves again whether that's reducing margin or whatever so that way uh when and if there is some form of a correction again because there always will be after some form of a cycle like this uh then uh, then you're prepared again uh, and don't kid yourself like prices will come back down and so uh you, you know the question is okay like how far how far are we going to run before we come back down right but i like honestly would i rather I, I want to ask you this question here. Okay. And would you rather, would you rather, let's find it here. Where's Etsy? Here we go. Okay. Would you rather buy Etsy at, uh, right here at all time, all time crazy highs right here at 290? Or would you rather see, do nothing, watch the stock go to 330 and then fall to, let's say, 300 and then start rotating up again? So it's actually, $10 more expensive than where you could have had it now, just as an example, right? But you went through a cycle of euphoria 
you found a support and then you bounced off of that support. We have no support here right now. See, I would rather pay a little bit more, but be investing in, in a moment of support, not in a time of euphoria. Uh, and, and we there there is no support here. There's nothing. I mean, you could play Fibonacci all day long, but uh, for, for stocks that generally aren't trader stocks, I don't know how, how much confidence I would have on that. Fibonacci works well if uh, if you're you're trading in something that is heavily traded, uh, for sure. But otherwise, you you've got pure risk. So uh, I I am very very skeptical of uh, of a lot of these valuations. So uh, I do also though look at uh, at things that are down, and uh, you know I'm always looking for deals, especially when they're down, and. Uh, I have to say, like, am I going to buy Beachbody after I just made a video tearing into the problems that I associate with Peloton? Keep in mind, Peloton is up 14% today, which is why I made the video. Peloton's up 14% and people are asking me, oh my gosh, is it time to buy Peloton again? Well, if you want to buy Peloton, watch my video on some very real issues with Peloton. So watch that. And, and then you can decide, is it worth it to hold on to Peloton with, with those risk factors? Beachbody has has a lot of the similar issues, but is almost at, at this point trying to look like value. But then a lot of folks are wondering, has it become a value trap stock? Now, I don't know because I haven't done the fundamentals like I just did on um, Peloton. But um, <laughs> I was going to write Beachbody <laughs> to look at the market cap and I wrote body trap. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of questions that like, is this potentially a, a value trap? Uh, is this a, is this a company that that appears like maybe it has value or it should have value because it once was at ten dollars or something like that, uh, and and therefore it somehow should have value, but uh, it doesn't now or it's lost a lot of that value. Is this a company that that's worth buying the dip on? Wow, well look at Bitcoin by the way, and down under uh, sixty thousand, we're at fifty nine five. It's quite possible that BTC and I mentioned this in my crypto video this morning could drop back down to fifty four three or something like this. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening, but uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, so the, the same kind of escape of of euphoria that you're seeing in crypto to some degree right now, a, a lot of that trading energy, in my opinion, has moved quickly over to uh, some euphoric stocks, particularly the EV sector. Uh, I do not think there is anything remotely close that Rivian or Lucid could say or do right now to help convince me that these valuations are worth it at these levels. No. Like, these valuations would be like, oh, the company's, you know, operating at 20% margin and delivering thousands of cars a month. <laughs> we are very far from that. We are a lot of headaches away from that. And we are a lot of potential negative catalysts away from that and, and bad news. So whatever uh and, and don't get me wrong like i also i look at like companies i own i mean i'm now over two million dollars in matterport i probably over two million dollars in etsy too and uh and, and that's great uh but let's see here i'm gonna try to pull it oh there it is okay um but anyway uh it, and it's wonderful because you like it when the things you invest in go up and you make money Unlike, of course, smaller positions that I've had, uh, you know, like Shift and, and uh, Hippo, which have been disastrous. 
but they're tiny positions relative to other positions. Uh, it's so annoying. But uh, so don't get me wrong. Like I like it when things are going up. But if anything, I feel like shift and hippo in an environment like this, uh, as much as I have my qualms about them, I feel like they are risky, riskless or less risky, I should say, compared to uh, some of the madness that we're seeing elsewhere right now. Okay, we'll wait for that to load. I don't know, iPhone's being a little slow today. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, and same thing with Matterport. Like, wow. I, I mean, like, I love that it's knocking on the door of 30. <laughs> it's really cool. Look at that. It hit 29.90. You gotta be kidding me, man. Uh, again, that's exciting. If you're making money like crazy right now, highly encourage you take a tiny little bit of all that money you're making and invest in your own education use the black friday coupon code down below now's the time to do it uh and uh and invest a little bit in your own education uh and it's actually a little investment for a lot of education uh and i think it'll help you substantially but wow okay so let me see here etsy mm, etsy 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 uh thought i had more etsy let's see if i go to 288 on etsy uh, oopsies there we go hold on let me do this 288 that puts me at 1.866 for etsy that's pretty good uh and then matterport uh what are we at now 28 or something like that 20 what is matterport right now mttr 2866 28 okay let's try here 28.66 uh that puts me at okay i gotta update that because i'm pretty sure i'm much closer to two mil on that one ah whatever yeah because i just looking at my weeble here really quick i'm not trying to look at like gains or anything i'm just looking at overall position 1.94 there it is okay so i'll have to adjust that i'll do that a little later but anyway um Crazy, crazy. I, I did not think that I would be in a in a position with, with some of these stocks, uh, certainly so quickly. But um, yeah, it's nutty. And look at this, Tesla is now apparently running into the close. Yeah, look at this. Like they don't even care about that bullcrap Tesla or uh, JP Morgan lawsuit, which I covered this morning, the JP Morgan lawsuit. I didn't make an individual video on it, though I've seen some other people attempt to cover it. And it's not good coverage. And I'm not trying to diss other people. The lawsuit is very complicated. I have a copy of the lawsuit. I've get, been through the lawsuit. It is a very complicated lawsuit. Uh, but um, I might make a video explaining it properly. Because the uh, the explanations out there about the Tesla lawsuit are, are abysmal. And I think if you, you have a very good explanation of what the lawsuit is, you'll, you'll see who's really a scumbag. JP Morgan or Tesla. Uh, you'll see. So, um, okay, let's see here. Oh, were there some tweets recently? Oh, let's see. Ah, let's see, let's see, let's see. I want to I take a look. Tweeter. Hmm. Oh, this is tax rate stuff. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's cool that he, that he responded. Yeah. Yep. This is, uh, it's very easy to forget how, how high, uh, taxes are. 
Um, although I don't know if he would be subject to that Elon would be subject to California taxes. Uh, so I, 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 this would be a thread to look at a little later. But anyway, yeah, you live in California, you kind of get reamed. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to that. So I thought that might be regarding the JP Morgan lawsuit, but I kind of doubt that Elon would tweet about that. So anyway. Okay, so let's see here. Let's look at the downside again, because uh, during these euphoric times, it's always good to remind ourselves that things can go down. Uh, like Beachbody, Desktop Metal, Riot Blockchain, Backed. Hey, hey, look, Backed's almost back at $10. Oh, look at the pure momentum. Pure freaking momentum. Holy moly smokers. Look at this. Uh, uh, this is, um, this is insane. Uh, $50 and 80 cents is what, uh, backed ran to. And, uh, it's now $19 and 20 cents. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. All right. What else do we have? Okay. So we've got green Ridge, 10.21% clove, uh, 8.53%. Ethereum's going to break under 3,000 here. I mean, I don't actually, I haven't been drawing a lot of TA here uh, at these higher numbers. I'm sure I could. Uh, in fact, that looks like a pretty natural one right here on that 45 place. Uh, slight increasing trend there. But uh, the next one I have is really at 4,000, which makes sense. That's a psychological threshold. Then we get down to 3764 uh, is, is another relatively strong support line that I have. Uh, wow, 186. Oh my gosh. Wow, wow, we wow, and 59 for uh, 59,500 on the BTC. Ooh, nice, some crypto pain. SoFi, a 5.41%. Not enough for me to buy a dip on, on SoFi, give us a little more, but uh, you know, really, crypto starting to sell off more could be a, a front running or leading indicator of potentially a. Maybe sometimes people say a correction in in uh, broader stock uh, the broader stock market. Look at Robinhood today, though, folks. How does Robinhood get down to thirty two dollars and eighty eight cents? Wow, wow, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, what is this? I have one hundred twenty shares of Lucid and up about one hundred sixty percent. Your thoughts on selling and taking profits when it dips again? Buy. Uh, plan on keeping Lucid and Neo long term. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't give you advice. I don't give financial advice. Personally, um, you know, when I ask myself this about like my Matterport, right? Like, why am I not selling Matterport? It's at these like euphoric, crazy levels. Uh, why am I not selling this? Well, I'm not selling it uh, because A, I'm paying enough in taxes, and B, uh, I, I don't need to pay off margin. Uh, it's C, I don't want to just put my money into cash. So even though I think the market is wildly overvalued right now, I don't want to throw my money into cash because I do think we're in a euphoric stock market cycle and we have the closing bell already. The bell goes, the dollar goes up by 0.6%. We are up 0.4% on the S&P 500, but not quite at record closing territory, just a point or so away. Woo! <laughs>
Look at that. Dow Jones up 0.16, S&P up 0.39, NASDAQ 0.76, and Russell 0.17. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, look, if uh, it depends on what my position was in, in Lucid. My uh, How diversified was I? This was like my entire portfolio. Would I take some money and diversify into something else? Probably. Uh, probably. But, um, you know, it, it, it very much depends on your own personal situation. That's why it's impossible to give financial advice online unless you know your situation more detailed. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I just... And, and you can't bet against the stocks right now either because the market is so euphoric. You're just going to get destroyed. It's the thing. Ugh. But anyway, uh, okay, yeah, so Hood, wow, gosh, down it went down to 3288. It's insane. And I don't understand, like, the Redfin bleed just continues. It's pretty remarkable. The bleed continues. Uh, it's falling out of its channel. Oh, yeah, let's see that over here. Oh, we do have earnings today, by the way. Let's pull this up here. Earnings, earnings. Oh, the tattooed chef reports today. Remember, we're looking for, I think it was, if I remember correctly off the top of my head, I think we were looking for like 64 million in revenue. We'll pull up their estimate really quick. All right, get logged in here. Uh, tattooed chef. Yeah. That'll be funny. I mean, look, I, I hope it does well. Wow, it went down to 1541 today. Oh, uh, but anyway, yeah, this is uh, this is a, a, another one of the uh, unfortunately potential value traps uh, at the moment where, where people see this as as, uh, you know, something that that has very, very large potential. And uh, look, I, I agree to some extent with the vision. I used to like it a lot. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see the filings uh, when they come out. I wish the best for them. I hope they get their margin up. Uh, it's a very low margin business. The food business sucks. I think their advertising is not very good. So I'm nervous that their advertising expense is going to explode and then they're going to try to blame Apple for potentially lower conversions because that's what everyone's doing. I mean, that's what Peloton just tried to pull off. Peloton, oh my gosh. You don't even want to know what's happening with the advertising expense. Watch my Peloton video and, and you'll see. But uh, I'm very sensitive to companies that are having to advertise more to get less business. Uh, I think that's that's a red flag. And so hopefully they've turned that around. They've just started their advertising uh, campaign. So uh, hopefully they've been able to turn that around in this last quarter. But if Beyond Meat is any kind of predictor, the answer to that is a big fat no. So we are expecting uh, 63.95 in rev. We're expecting an adjusted uh, EPS of negative uh, five cents, 5.5 cents, and a net of a loss of 4.35 million. We'll see what happens. So, news. Okay. So, we'll see. Let's see who else is reporting today. Okay. Tattoo chef. Kidoki. Earnings. All right, give me one second here. Let's get the calendar up. The calendar. Okay, today is Tuesday. Oh, it comes in with a miss. Wait, did they, they already reported this. They reported this before. What is this? 
Q3 revenue of 58.8 million. And the estimates were 64. I don't, what? They reported this like an hour ago. They said they were, so first they say they're going to report earnings last week. Then they're like, no, we're going to report earnings after the close on the 16th. Now they just decide to release the earnings before the market closes. What the hell? <laughs> Tattoo Chef says it has determined that it's unable without reasonable effort or expense to file its quarterly report uh, form 10Q for the fiscal quarter ended September 30th by the prescribed due date. Uh, okay. Uh, the internal review is still ongoing and until it's complete, the company will be unable to provide complete financial results for the quarter ending September 30th by the 15th. The company is working diligently to complete on or before November 22nd. They're still not done. In the same filing, the company said that revenue for the three months ended increased to 58.8 mil, a net loss uh for the three months of five million uh the net loss ended september 30th increased approximately five million to 8.2 million oh gosh oh those are both bad uh i mean so we kind of got a little tease we got a tease that revenue missed by eight percent or something like that and their net came in almost twice as bad as expected we were expecting uh, 4.35 to the negative in terms of net. And they came in with negative 8.2 million. Are you serious? Okay. That was as of an hour ago. Wait, what's this? Oh, now we have a letter. Here comes a letter. What is this? This was just released a minute ago. Tattooed chef. We're pleased with our third quarter results. Uh-huh. Revenue was 58.8. Okay. Uh, Net loss was 8.2 mil. Jeez, that's not good. Yeah, third quarter operating expenses increased. Okay, show me. They have cash and equivalents of 129 million. Okay, that's that's good. I mean, if they, they just lost 8 mil, you know, they're going to have to raise money over the next year at some point. But still... Uh, and probably will sooner rather than later, because if the stock price continues to decline, they may as well do that sooner rather than later. But anyway, uh, okay. Revenue. Let me see here. I'm looking really quickly here. Oh, the stock's falling here. 3.8% quickly taking a look here at advertising balance sheet. I want not consolidated balance sheet. I want to see the income statement. Is it? I don't know where it is. Can't find it. I can't find the income statement. What is going on? Uh, maybe this is why they're not done yet. So they just list cost of goods and OPEX, but they don't actually have the stuff broken down. This is weird, man. This is a very weird, weird company. Um, tattooed chef investor relations. Mm. And I quickly want to look at, I, I just want to look at bonds before I forget. And then we'll look at, see what other earnings there are. Bonds at 1.6, basically four. Wow. Okay. So what is going on? SEC file. Can I actually see a filing here? Notification that form 10Q will be filed late. So they're still filing the form late, but they did provide uh, a news release here anyway. 
but they don't show me. Can I please get advertising? The word advertising is not mentioned once. Oh, come on, man. They're not breaking down their OPEX. They screwed up. They screwed up their OPEX, so they can't provide proper disclosure on it. Come on, Rachel. What's going on, Rachel? Investor relations, Rachel. Are you the R and IR? Investor relations, Rachel, IRR, internal return of negative. Sorry, that's that's mean. That's mean. Stock's recovering a little bit from that little 4% sell-off. I still think this is a disaster, but whatever. Okay, so what else is reporting today? Lazy boy. That's it. Really? I do wonder how their sales are doing, though. Who still goes out and buys a lazy boy? Like, that was so, like, a 90s thing to do. Like, oh, I'm going to buy a lazy boy recliner, everyone. I'm going to buy a recliner. It's going to be so good, my back's going to thank me. <laughs> Whatever. Um, do they? I'm sure they, they have to make something other than just recliners. I don't know. I don't buy furniture. I think furniture is a horrible waste of money. Except Ikea. Ikea is great. And Target is great. Oh, here you go. Look, recliners, folks. Here are the recliners. You can have the Casey rocking recliner, the Collage rocking recliner, or the Morrison rocking recliner, recliner. And you can now customize it. And you get a limited lifetime warranty. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love Lazy Boy so much. I want my animal to have a high-quality Lazy Boy pet bed. A stylish pet bed because I don't know what else to do with my money. <laughs> Stupid. So dumb. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually don't see their earnings yet. So, what are they? Doing? Oh, well, that's not good. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, a big red bar with no news. <laughs> It's like the investor relations person quickly selling their stock before hitting post. That would be wrong, but I'm sure it happens. Who's going to come down on the poor investor relations, Rachel? Who's going to tell you about the negative IRRRRRRR? <laughs> okay. Uh, Nicola, Arrival. Gosh, Arrival's been trading sideways, huh? Golly. Uh, but see... Arrival would actually be a uh, very uh, what the three point four million in marketing. I didn't see marketing. Where did you see that? Hold on, I want I want to see where you may have seen that. Mm -hmm. Marketing. Ah, there we go. Okay, good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I searched for advertising. So you wrote. The 3.4 million in marketing expenses reflects that the company's heavy investment in the Tattoo Chef brand in order to increase the distribution. Yeah, I don't really care about the fancy way they word it. So the increase in operating expenses was primarily due to 3.4 million in marketing expenses. See, this is this is what I'm talking about, though. This is the problem. This is a problem. The problem is when you have to spend substantially more money in marketing. To the point where now all of a sudden you're losing twice as much money as the market expected you to lose. And your your revenue 
is uh, potentially not substantially increasing uh, to, to compensate for that, leading to their, their larger loss. Uh, so, you know, I mean, look at this. What, what do we have? Gross profit was 10.1%. You don't have a lot of money to spend on marketing uh, and, and really OPEX. And that's interesting. Their gross margin actually worsened. So revenue missed, net missed, gross margin missed, marketing was higher than expected, and their revenue was still lower than expected. That's a problem. It's a problem. I hope they can turn it around. But anyway. Uh, okay. So uh, no, what are we doing? We don't have Lazy Boy out yet. Uh, let's let's look back here at uh, El Stocco's. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Uh, uh, uh. I remember you citing the ad budget going forward as your reason for bailing months ago. Well done. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. I... Um, I do, uh, you know, this, I think it's just worth mentioning. Sometimes people are like, oh, Kevin flip flops because like I'll buy a company. I make money. Then I see something that changes and I change my mind. To me, that's not flip flopping. That's being an investor. That's not being stupid. Just saying. Uh, okay. Let me look at a rival here because I feel like it's been stuck at $13, but now Jolly, no, sorry, not Jolly. Jolly was nice. Uh, both want, uh, is chastising me for uh, saying it's trading sideways. So let's see what happened here. Okay, you're right. It's when I say it's trading sideways, uh, it's traded down substantially this year. <laughs> uh, it's been on a horrible downtrend. It tried picking up an uptrend starting in September and then crashed. Uh, I do wonder why. I mean, we could look at the arrival. Arrival investor relations. We could probably determine. Uh, I just emailed Tim Cook and asked if he would consider buying Peloton. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, anyway, okay. So, um, what you're saying? That's trading. No, 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 no. What I just described about fundamentals changing and then selling a stock, that's investing. Trading is charting. Oh, Lazy Boy's out. Lazy Boy beats. Oh my gosh, people are going nuts with spending. This is actually why I wanted to look at it because it's a measure of how stupid the consumer is being right now. $576 million in sales versus $547 million expected. EPS coming in at $0.87 cents profit versus $75 expected. This is great. Uh, it's actually, that's a, and uh, they raised their quarterly dividend to $0.16.5. Cents. This is, a, this is a, a beat on the top and the bottom. This is very good for, for Lazy Boy. Uh, I think it's very stupid. Like, I'd rather own the stock than the company. But that's okay. I don't have to, I'm, I, as long as I can be familiar with the product, I don't have to go buy the product. Uh, I don't have to use a firm to love a firm. And I'm talking about the company that's called a firm, not a firm, you know, like some random firm. A firm at 151 is another one that's kind of crazy to me. Although I would love to see the dip because I think people are going to be stretched so thin this uh, this holiday season that, uh, that they're going to spend more money than anybody has ever expected before. Uh, in fact, 
uh, what's actually really interesting, and and I love this. I love this. I got to write this down. Somebody, this is brilliant, brilliant thing that was said. The double buy. Okay. Okay. The double buy. This is where people start buying their holiday gifts before the holidays because they want to make sure supplies in stock. But then they get into the holidays and then they buy more anyway. <laughs> this is brilliant. It was like some prior executive of Macy's who was saying this. And I'm like, that makes sense. You smart. <laughs> uh, and it's very stupid for the consumers, but that's okay. The consumers make lots of money for stocks. So uh, Lazy Boy expects supply chain disruptions. See year operating margin at or near double digits. Well, good for them. I mean, I'm happy for their stock. And it's also very good for the consumer. I wonder if you can buy now, pay later on a Lazy Boy. Now then, then folks, then we've arrived. Uh, a firm is a sin stock for me. I just can't. Well, I mean, it'd kind of be like credit card companies as well, right? Uh, I, I respect that. I do. I get what you're saying. Lazy boy. Uh, so Disney Parks would also be the perfect platform for beta testing various technologies on a public audience. That sounds communist. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> But yes, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, I literally watched Kevin's stock and finance video today where he says he's going to keep an eye on companies going rotten and uh, ditches quickly. Yes, <laughs> thanks. Uh, in times like these, why not buy companies like PayPal that have beaten, been beaten down? Sup, welcome. Welcome to our live stream. Oh, yeah, no, you, you're always welcome. Will you come please say hi to everyone? Okay. Look who came in. Hello. Which in camera? that camera. <laughs> I have to pick up Jack. Here you go. Great. Bye. See ya. Uh, make Lauren vlog again. <laughs> so um, at times like these, why not buy time uh, companies like PayPal? I've considered that. Uh, I've I've seriously uh, considered that. Uh, I I really have. So uh, anyway, somebody goes. I love sin stocks. <laughs> uh, <it's laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So uh, let's uh, let's go here. Can we can we buy now, pay later? On I want the Morrison. Okay, the Morrison sounds expensive. The Morrison sounds expensive. So can we can we buy now, pay later? This. Let's see. Oh my goodness, add to cart a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, look at these fabrics. They all look dated already. Okay. I'm going to add it to my cart. Continue shop. No, I don't want to continue shopping. I'm, I'm done. I'm done shopping. I just want to check out. And I don't want five-year fabric protection. Although I'm kind of curious to know what that includes. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. What, what, what does it include? What's fabric protection? Nah, it doesn't say. Whatever. Pay with Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. What's this? Oh, their credit card. So you could get a Lazy Boy credit card. Okay. I can deposit $569 and then have a balance of, okay, that's if I did the credit card. So that'd be like buy, pay, buy it now and pay half now and then the rest later. 12-month financing. Oh, here you go. The Lazy Boy credit card. Okay, got it. Yeah, credit cards aren't as, as sexy as, as the buy now, pay later. So I'm actually somewhat surprised 
they have not introduced buy now pay later yet i think that is actually an opportunity for lazy boy if they got rid of this this credit card crap and also had a firm into here a firm you're watching lazy boy uh, my 77-year-old dad loves Lazy Boy. He gets mad when the kids are messing around on the uh, with the controllers. It's yes, yes. Uh, I I know. I grew I grew up with somebody who was addicted to their Lazy Boy. Okay, I had to go Lazy Boy shopping as a child, and now I look back at those times and I'm like, thank you for teaching me what not to do. <laughs> uh, okay, where's Arrival? Let's see here, Arrival. All right, what did what did they complain about here? Uh, news, financial results. All right, let's. Can I get their actual documents here? Hold on, I'm gonna look at arrival. I want to see their actual filing, not their bullcrap marketing. I also don't want their webinars. No. Give me their stupid filing. It's not that hard. SEC filings. Uh, where is it? When did this thing report? Oh. Current report. Is, this is it. I thought Arrival was registered in the United States. Apparently not. Arrival um, Auto. Is this like a Canadian company or something? It's a, oh, oh, that's right. Now I remember it's the UK company. Oh, okay. Okay. I hate going through foreign, um, uh, reports. Oh, now I remember. Okay. I don't invest in them. So it's, it's okay for me not to know. <laughs> now it makes sense. Okay. Our mission. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, do we have deliveries yet of, of any of these things? So doing van. Okay. Just to remind folks what a rival is trying to sell. Uh, we have the products. Okay, let's let's look at their little lineup here. So the EDV is what it looks like here. Oh, that looks like they're trying to like do a an automated uh, like Uber. But anyway, so you got you got the arrival bus, great mock up. You got the arrival van, uh, presumably the the electric delivery vehicle style. Personally, I think these vans are like really cool. Like I, I can't wait to have one of the, a van like this, whether it's canoe or arrival or whatever, uh, as, uh, as, as a way to just drive my family around. Like Tesla needs to make one of these, uh, the arrival car. And then they have other stuff. So they have van bus car. Got it. Okay. Van bus car. So like what makes them different from like Rivian or, or some of these other companies, right? Uh, gosh. Okay. So, is this all denominated in euros? Wait, but if they're a British company, shouldn't it be pounds? <sighs> There's just so many questions. There's so many questions. I feel like it should be pounds, but okay, whatever. All right, so what do we got? Oh, timing. The trial bus, Q4 2021. Public road trials, final prototype van build, Q1 2022. So we're not anywhere even close to selling these things. They're still not even prototyping. Uh, okay. 2,400 employees. Wow. If that many employees, your cash burn's got to be insane. How much money did they lose? 
capita. Let's see here. In order to de-risk the start production and enable arrival to scale, the company is incurring additional costs, including the decision to assemble battery modules and bring logistics in-house, which is adding CapEx. I like to see the, here's the sales pitch right here to de-risk the start of production. Sales pitch, what's actually happening? We're assembling batteries in-house and increasing cost. <laughs> this is why I really like looking at the actual uh, SEC statements. Okay, whatever. Uh, so we don't have any revenue that we're expecting. This, are, uh, this is the balance sheet. Okay, so this is in thousands of euros. What? They lost a billion dollars? No, 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 no. I, am I wrong about this? Does this say loss for a three? Is this a year? It says this period. This was a quarter. Hold on. Quarter. Quarter financial results. No. A billion dollars? Because it's a million times a thousand. It says thousands of euros. You gotta be kidding me. What did they spend money on? Fair value listing expense. Oh, this is confusing. This is some kind of accounting mumbo jumbo that I'm gonna have to actually read their filing for. Oh, this gets so complicated. Can't make it easy when you're not making money. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Here's another, here's a company that has a vision, but is very far from executing on that vision. And so it makes sense why the stock is going down. I, I'm not saying that I, I don't like the van. Like, it's like Canoe. I like the van. I want the van. I want that kind of van. I want those electric buses on the road. I think it's great. But boy, oh boy, uh, that, that's going to take a little bit more time to go through that financial report to figure out what, what is actually happening there. It just It seems like a disaster. There's no way you spend a billion dollars in a quarter. That's why I was saying like that's that's not that's nutty. There's some fancy accounting happening there. <sighs> Whatever. All right. Uh, was there more news on Tattoo Chef? Let's see. Tattoo Chef. Okie dokie here. Individual company news. Yeah. Well, Michael, if you're going to make EVs in your basement and go public, make sure you have really good mock-ups, okay? Really good mock-ups that look sexy and futuristic. Dude, billion-dollar company. Hands down. What's Arrival? Arrival stock. You are at? $8.2 billion. And you don't even need a prototype yet. Nuts. Okay. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, Tattooed Chef, Revenue Guidance, cut. Oh. Their guide was uh, 235 to $242 million for the year. Cut uh, to 210 to 215 so that would be a median of 237, 238. We're going to go with 238 as a midpoint and a midpoint of, we'll call it 212.5. So new number divided by old number is, oh, that's a 10.8% cut in, in sales expectations while advertising is blowing up. It's not bueno. It's just not a good. It is not very good as an investor. It's, they make you nervous. It's not good. 
And don't get me wrong, I'm getting nervous about the green going on too. I mean, you hopefully you saw the beginning of my live stream too. Uh, I'm actually surprised it's only down 1.5%. But then again, it's at $15. So it's, uh, uh, it's um, you know, you, you have some pain there uh, that has already been priced in. You know, if this actually beat to the upside, it could have been a 20% move in, in the stock price. You could have been back to $18, right? Arrival has UPS trucks running. Is that true? I don't know much about this company. They're expecting to deliver way less vehicles and move their fourth micro factory to 2023. Arrival changed forecasts gave during the merger. Well, that's not a surprise to me. It's not a surprise at all that they're adjusting their forecast giving during the SPAC because during the SPAC, you got to come up with the most BS forecasts ever to make your SPAC buddies happy. And then once your SPAC buddies are out and have sold, then you can go back to being realistic. Now, what is this? Arrival has UPS trucks running. How many? UPS arrival trucks. UPS will use arrival trucks in the order in the future. They've uh, ordered uh, ten thousand of them. I have to say, this looks kind of cool, a little cutesy, but but I I can I can give I can take that. Uh, but I UPS drivers test arrival van for the first time. Okay, so they do have some prototypes. Well, that's good. What? Arrival developing electric vehicles with oh with the assembly. Okay. It does wait, does away with the assembly line? What? Says it does. Arrival, a developer of electric vans and buses, says it has come up with a cheaper way to build vehicles in small factories, but can it deliver? Oh, this is their whole micro factory argument. Uh-huh. Arrival's creating highly automated micro factories where delivery vans and buses will be assembled by multitasking robots. Breaking from the approach pioneered by Henry Ford and used by the world's uh, and used by world's most of the world's automakers. So a micro factory costs about fifty million dollars. It's actually not bad. Uh, the company, which is based in London and setting up factories in England and the U.S., says this method should yield vans at a cost a lot less, and you don't have to spend as much money to deliver them. That's another big thing. You don't have to ship these things all the way around. Assembly line approach is very capital intensive. Yeah, but how many can you actually pump out not using an assembly line? Company hopes its EVs will disrupt the sleepy market, whatever. Motorized platform, unfinished vehicles, among six different robot clusters with different components added at each stop. The company is also replacing most steel parts used in vehicles with components made from advanced composites, a mix of polypropylene, a, polymo, a polymer used to make plastics and fiberglass. The parts are to be held together by structural adhesives instead of metal welds. Ah, okay, so glued together plastic. I'm sorry, that is such a diss. I shouldn't say that. That is so wrong. Don't sit, Kevin. Stop. Arrival, which in March began its trading on the NASDAQ. Uh, ideas remained unproven. Oh, Tesla blamed an over-reliance on robots for a troubled start of its Model 3 production. Okay. UPS has been working with Arrival almost since the startup's founding. The shipping giant has helped design a delivery van that affords greater visibility for drivers than a traditional truck and is easy to load and unload. Things can change very rapidly with all the foundations in place. At the same time, UPS is hedging its bet. It's also working with buy and, and buying other electric vehicles. Well, duh. <laughs> this is the thing. Like when Amazon's like, oh, we have an order of 100,000 Rivians. Uh, 
they could just as easily turn around and buy the canoes. You know, these are like free options for these companies so they can bestow their branding on, on these companies that have hopium right now. Uh, frenzied investors. Yep. Talk about Nikola. That's all you have to do is talk about Nikola. Mm. Rival completing its merger with the SPAC in March, but long way from turning a profit, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, all right. I mean, um, what's this? Brex. But first, avoid a person. Whatever. Ads. Okay, cool. UPS has a stake of less than 1% in the company. Oh, that's interesting. All right. Cool. What else? So, nothing's really moving in the after hours. In fairness, you do have Lucid up another 169, 1.69%. But uh, otherwise, there's not much happening here in the after hours. And uh, surprise tattoo Jeff is actually not selling off more. Let's see here what other top news there is. Top news. Okay. I don't like pay safe. Those are my thoughts. I don't like it. Check out ticker L-E-L-W-S listed in Tel Aviv, developing wireless charging roads. It's way too early for me on that. Um, I mean, it'd be something maybe to look at, but probably not right now. Uh, okay. Any news on NVIDIA? I don't think so. But I'm also going to look for top news in just a moment here. NVIDIA? Oh, how's this? Salesforce president. Why don't they have Benioff on? I'm talking about, talking to you right now is thinking about how do they cultivate the talent in their company to get back to growth in this new normal and tools like Slack are incredible opportunities for innovative companies. We call it the digital headquarters because in this all digital work from anywhere world, your digital headquarters is more important. Nice ad. Uh, I don't see much in the way of like dramatic NVIDIA news or anything, but uh, certainly the, the metaverse stuff has... A lot of these companies going nuts. So, so let's look at NVIDIA. Well, it's relatively flat here. Uh, okay, what other top news is there? So top news, we have uh, Senate SALT plan would fully lift cap within income limits. Ooh, what income limits? Uh, Senate's working on a proposal. Sanders has floated, floated the $400,000 in annual income as a limit for SALT write-offs. If revenue neutral at five hundred thousand, it'll be five hundred thousand. Okay, they're trying to figure out how to make it revenue neutral. Okay, got it. So, still working on those bills. Yellen, Yellen says U.S. Treasury's cash won't last long past December third. Yes, this is the fud we need, folks. This is the fud we need for um, a uh, decline in the stock market. <sighs> New York warns of rising cases. Harvard professor who helps troubled firms joins Robin Hood board. Oh, oh, what? Uh, hold on. First, I got to look at COVID cases. Uh, COVID cases. Was it New York City or New York? Oh, I guess I'll find out. New York. Okay, let's try New York City. New York. 
Okay, apparently I can't. COVID cases, New York. Maybe this one, there is an uptake, but it does. It, it seems a little on the nominal side. But let me zoom in a little bit. Two weeks, something went wrong. You suck, Google. Third, something went whatever. Uh, yeah, okay. You, you have a you have a little bit of a, an inflection point here. You're going from about fifteen hundred case seven day average. Seven day average is up a couple hundred cases. You know, from eight fifteen on the low here to eleven hundred fifty five again, going the wrong way. Okay, so what's what's this Robin Hood news? Uh, let's see. Oh, does NVIDIA report tomorrow? Is that true? Hold on. That would be cool. Uh, Wednesday. So, oh, tomorrow morning, Target, Lowe's. Zim shipping. Ooh. After. Ooh. Ooh, it's gonna be exciting. NVIDIA reports tomorrow at 420. Write it down. 420 tomorrow. Cisco, the Sonos. Ooh, I hope NVIDIA crashes and burns heavily so I can buy it. <laughs> I know that's a terrible, uh, but it's true. Robin Hood Markets appointed Francis Frey a Harvard Business School professor and former Uber Technologies executive to the brokerage's board. And I said that Jan Hammer plans to step down as director. Frey, who has experience working with troubled companies, started this week and is the third woman to join Robinhood's board. She regularly advises an, uh, organizations embarking on large-scale change initiatives, including embracing diversity and inclusion as a lever for significantly improving performance. Uh, Frey spent eight months as a senior VP at Uber starting in 17 at a time when the ride-hailing company was besieged with claims of workplace harassment and discrimination. She later joined the all-male board of WeWork, an embattled office rental company just before its plans to uh, go public in 19 and those plans unraveled. Robinhood has been dealt with a series of challenges. Okay. Well, good for her. Wow. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. Britney equals bullish on Spotify. Um, <coughs> there's a video somewhere that I think is hilarious. It's right when Britney says her line, uh, you know, the famous line, somebody shouts out, who is it? And she does her line. It's Britney. You know, that one. But, uh, yeah, that should be like a requirement at all of her shows. <laughs> Who is it? That's great. I don't know why that's funny or why I'm talking about it. But anyway, uh, crypto? Crypto. Yeah, let's let's take a look at uh, El Crypto. 60,500. Back down a little bit, uh, but up from that 59 and a half level. Uh... When did I buy those hood puts I sold today? Long time ago. Probably like a couple months ago. I don't remember though. But yeah, the volatility was like so beautiful that uh, they, they were profitable. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so 
Bitcoin, uh, 60,500. Ethereum, 4254. Solana, 223. Cardano, 6.33 at 19. Uh, wow, 10% decline there on Sheeb. Definitely seeing a little bit of a drawdown here on uh, on all cryptos. It's, it's just the entire ecosystem. With the exception of mana. Mana's up 5% during this madness. It's like the only thing that's green. That and some things like uh, Iotex and Sandbox. It's incredible. It is incredible. Crypto is long play. Says everyone when the stuff turns red. Okay. I think that's it. Kellen, Lucid, Cash. We did good. All right, folks. Thanks so much for being here. I'm going to make probably make my video on the nonsense around that JP Morgan lawsuit since we have gone through the documents. Um, and I'll see you. Let's see. Where can I talk to you about an investment opportunity I have to offer you? Uh, in Discord. Metkevin.com slash chat. And then tag me. Okay, goodbye. Oh, it's still live. <laughs> I'm here stretching all along. Well, we can keep talking. We'll just keep talking. I thought I ended it. Ugh. I was just thinking to myself, how am I going to put the Tesla video together? Um, to keep my clothes on. <laughs> yeah, my jacket's pretty cool. I just got this in New York. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking about... How am I going to put together the Tesla thing? Because it's really complicated. I honestly thought I was done streaming, but I guess I'll just rant. It's not going to be an easy one. But I think I can pull it off. No. <laughs> uh, oh. All right. All right. We'll see you, folks. Thanks for hanging out with me for the stretch times. <laughs>